Secret Underground Podcast. Here we go. We're back in the basement. It's a garage. We covered this last time. It is not a basement. It is a garage. I'm adjacent to the basement. And I'm just here to dump my brain out into my beautiful blue microphone. I should be clear. I don't think I said this in the last podcast. It is not blue the color. It's blue the microphone company. The color of the thing, well, it's actually, it's black. So if you were imagining a chromatically blue microphone, you were mistaken. But we're all just living our own individual realities uh, in our heads, imagining what the rest of the world is like, and then acting on it, Um, which is, you know, I don't know. I think that I was blessed with a a fortunate level of self-doubt. I mean, I... I have been pretty sure of some things, um, but I don't think I've ever been storm the capital sure uh, about anything. So on the one, you know, these people obviously are lunatics, but you have to admire their confidence in their own beliefs. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that the earth revolves around the sun, but if someone told me that it didn't, I don't think that I would mounted armed insurrection about it. I think I would just think to myself, I'm pretty sure that that's wrong. But uh, hey, man, it takes it takes all kinds. It's really hard to know what to think at all. I mean, because we do. We live in our own little bubbles. We uh, think that there's a virus. And so we act accordingly. I guess we do act on the beliefs that that we have. Uh, but you know, staying at home is a lot more actionable. I feel like than violently overtaking a government building. I'm going to stick with my original, uh, my original position on this. I I've been, I'm sure enough about the coronavirus to wear a mask and stay home and avoid other human beings. Um, I'm not sure enough about it to mount an armed insurrection. I think that's right. I got this right. Uh, thanks for being here with me while I work all this out. That's really what we're doing here is we're just trying to work this all out, baby. Work it on out. But don't go to the gym because that's a, that's a, that's a super spreading environment. We're working things out mentally, emotionally, comedically. We'll see. Who knows? But it really is hard to, uh, you know, it's just like I try and stay informed, I don't know. I, I read the New York Times, but then all the New York Times tells me is that half of the country is paranoid schizophrenics and like how to make cinnamon rolls. So I don't think either of those uh, bits of information are particularly health, helpful or healthful uh, for me. I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe what we're supposed to be doing is just like focusing on those, you know, human connections that we do have, like really keeping it local. I'm fortunate enough to be uh, trapped in my house with my wife and my children. And that really is, that really is a benefit. You know, I'm just so grateful that I have these people as easy as it is to become irritated with them. And it, it really is easy, but it also it starts to feel like we're kind of a clan, like we're a unit, like we're the tightest unit that we have ever been. 
and you know sure i have to leave but i come back i mean i almost you know i leave i go i sell uh i go and i sell drugs to rich people in manhattan and then i come back home because you know i used to be a professional stand-up comedian but then the profession of stand-up comedian was of course eliminated and so you know like any responsible head of a household you know you, you gotta you gotta stack that cheddar you gotta you gotta slang that ish um <laughs> oh boy but um but yeah i mean it really does feel like this tight group in a way that you know in a way that it probably wouldn't if i was just out you know living the life that i thought i was gonna live i mean this year really has not gone according to plan i'm sure i'm not the only one who feels that way but uh yeah I think I talked about that on the last podcast. We're all just trying to get a laugh from God. That's what we're trying to do here. Trying to get a trying to get an applause break from the big guy. Uh, so um, I did get a genuine laugh from another human being today, and that felt good. Um, I'll tell you about it. Uh, maybe I'm just. I'm just stroking my own ego. I don't know why I should have to tell you about the time that I got a laugh from a person. I'm a professional stand-up comedian. Getting a laugh from people ought to be the minimum requirement of my job description. But uh, I went to the gas station to buy some jewel pods. And um, nope, incorrect, incorrect if anyone is fact-checking me. I did not go there to buy jewel pods. I went there to buy a 12-pack of truly hard seltzers. And let me tell you, these seltzers are truly very hard. I mean, they come in a metal can. There is, They are as hard as metal. Um, I was going to say as hard as a rock, but they're not. You can squeeze them a little bit. Metal is really not as hard as rock. It's just... Uh, stronger. Uh, rock is actually harder than metal, but metal is the stuff in the rock that uh, gives it its, um, I don't know, it's more flexible and uh, therefore it's it's um, able to support more weight and taller buildings. Like it's more able to withstand wind gusts. Oh, and it's much lighter too. Maybe that's what it is, right? It'll sway a little bit, but also um, it, it, if you build a stone building, you know, once you build it taller than like 10 stories or whatever, the weight of the accumulated stone is too much for it to hold up. You start having to build it with like thick ass walls, like walls like 10 feet thick and stuff. So, uh, but anyway, I got, I got a laugh from a human being and it wasn't by talking about geology, a subject about which I clearly know next to nothing. I, uh, I went in to buy these truly hard seltzers and I, I fact checked myself because I don't want to be feeding you guys incorrect information. I want to be telling you guys the truth. I want to give it to you like it is. I'm giving it to you straight. I did buy jewel pods earlier at a gas station and I did not get a laugh. So that's not the story that I'm telling right now. I went in to get the Trulies and I went up to the register now, this is a lot of buildup for a story that's not going to have that much payoff. It was just meaningful for me at the time. But I went up to the register with my Trulies and I inserted my card. 
and uh, and uh, something happened and went wrong. And the 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 cashier, the uh, the lovely young lady, or at least I like to imagine that she's lovely. I I don't know what she looks like. I don't know what strangers look like. I imagine what they look like based on the information that I have. So this woman who I assume to be a lovely young lady said, oh, no, there's something wrong with it. You have to swipe it like credit. There's something wrong on our end. And it was this whole rigmarole. I had to take it out and then wait for the system to boot back up and then swipe it again. And finally we got it. And she's like, oh, you're going to have to put in your zip code or you're going to have to tell me the last three of your di- last three digits of your credit card. And then it just went through. And she was like, oh, oh, it just went through. You don't have to tell me. Um, and then she asked me, Do you, would you like a receipt? And I said, no, I want to forget this ever happened. And I got a big laugh, like a real laugh. Believe me, I know the difference. It wasn't, oh, ha, 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 you're trying to be funny. Get out of here. It was like from deep within. And it, and it, it projected through the mask. And it, it, it just felt good. It felt like this real human connection. Like, I got her. Dude, I got her. And that's like, that's like kind of a standard line that I use at stores. Would you like a receipt? Nah, I want to forget this ever happened. But because it had been this big to do, this big hassle just to get the car to go through, it had so much more weight. It was so much more meaningful. So I felt very good about that. That is one of my standard lines um, is uh, for, would you like a receipt? No, I want to forget this ever happened. When they say, would you like a receipt today? I say, I'll come back for it tomorrow. When they say, would you like your receipt? I say, eh, let me get somebody else's. So I am, uh, I am your dad. Um, I'm somebody's dad and that person is you. Um, I ought to be a dad to my own kids, but uh, but I'm your dad, so fucking deal with it, kiddo. Buck up. Eat your vegetables. Smoke your greens. I don't know what dads say, but that's what this dad says. I do know what dads say. I know what a dad says. I'm a dad, and I know what I say, and I said to smoke your fucking greens, boy. Smoke them greens. You're not getting up from this table until you smoke your greens. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, little little riff on um, connection. I think connection is important. <sighs> really, is a time to reflect on what's important. And everyone is so mad. It feels good having a a president who seems like. So this is how I think about it. Like the president is like the avatar of the American people. And uh, this avatar is, you know, he's this very old white dude. And uh, the person waiting in the wings is this multi-ethnic young person, young female, um, sort of an avatar for intersectionality, I suppose. And it's just, it's so hard not to see this stuff symbolically, to see the the president is this symbol of this aging white hegemony, aging white male hegemony in the United States with this young multi-ethnic female waiting in the wings to take over when he finally expires, which clearly will be very soon. I mean, it's just, 
to not read it that way is, um, I don't know. I feel like it's willfully ignorant to not read it that way. My wife is coming down into my studio right now and she's doing my laundry. Wait, you're not going to start that up, are you? No, you may not. You may not start it. Last time I tried to do this, you you were running laundry and I had the heater going. And it, it was very loud. Can I just do it later? You don't trust me. It's not going to be done in time for bedtime then. You need this done in time for the, the bedtime? It's not okay. No. Why? Okay. Well, she's doing laundry, and that shouldn't make me sad. I'm, all I'm doing is talking to my microphone. I'm just your dad, and I'm just talking to my microphone. And my beautiful wife, who I can tell is beautiful because, well, I can see her, and um, I know who she is. And she's doing my laundry, and that should make me happy, but... Right now it's making me sad because I really wanted to just riff into the microphone. I guess I've riffed for long enough. Maybe this is a sign. I've made a couple of points. I made the point about the ending of the cultural hegemony of the white patriarchy and I made my point about human connections. And Now I can hear my children screaming upstairs, so... And by my children, I don't mean you. I mean my actual children. So I'm going to go see what's going on there. But um, anyway, thanks for listening. If in fact that's what you did, this has been Mike Leibovitz's top secret underground podcast. And it can be an open secret. You, you can tell people about it if you want to. But I'm not gonna. Um, Daddy loves you. Daddy's proud of you. Daddy gonna talk to you later. Bye-bye.